volunteering can be a very enriching experience. It can help you grow as a person and you make a positive impact in the world around you. This is the Mayo Clinic Employee Experiences Podcast, where we build trust and belonging through the authentic storytelling of our Mayo Clinic staff. In this episode, you will hear Fred, an emeritus Mayo Clinic staff member who was an orthodontist at Mayo from 2001 to 2018, and Jen, a child life manager, discuss their experiences giving back to our patients through Mayo Clinic volunteer programs. I retired from uh, the Army as a uh, colonel. I was in from 1971 to 1995, and after that, I taught at the University of Louisville for six years before coming north to Mayo Clinic. I retired, sort of, but I became involved with uh, the volunteer programs here at the Mayo Clinic, and one of those programs was No One Dies Alone, otherwise known by the acronym NODA. From that, I got involved with a veterans recognition program that was renamed here as Final Roll Call at Mayo Clinic. And I've enjoyed it. I was also pleased to be sharing this podcast with Jen from our Caring Canines. And I'd be interested in how you got involved with Caring Canines. First of all, thank you for your service. I want to acknowledge that that you've put in both with the military and your work here at Mayo Clinic. I am the child life manager, and I have been here at Mayo Clinic since 2002. It was during my time here working with patients and families, I saw the value of having therapy dogs brought to our program. I always had a dream of maybe someday bringing a dog here to visit patients, but it wasn't until he was about three years old that I really thought his temperament would be a really good fit to be a therapy dog here. And that's then when I looked into how I could be part of the Caring Canines program. At that same time was when I moved into the manager position and I, in this role, no longer have direct patient care responsibilities on a regular basis. And so I missed seeing patients and I missed being with the kids. I thought this was an excellent way to see how I could make this work. Tell me more about the final roll call. Mayo Clinic has had a long tradition with the military, and both uh, Charlie and Will were commissioned as Brigadier Generals in the Reserve Army uh, yeah. Medical Corps in 1921. So this goes back a long ways. And to this day, there are military members in the Mayo Clinic staff and allied health uh, staff who were on active duty at one time or another. Perhaps they are also retired. And many, many, many continue to serve in the reserves in some form or capacity. So this long history includes caring for veterans and participating in the VA community health care network. So this program, among other things, makes it possible for veterans to receive authorization for care at Mayo Clinic Health uh, System at locations where community care requirements are met and are authorized by the VA. Mayo Clinic, more importantly, is also a partner with the We Honor Veterans Program. And this is run by the National Hospice and Palliative Care Organization. And so veterans recognition 
here at the clinic is also known as final roll call and is in collaboration with the palliative care teams at Methodist and St. Mary's. And during the program's recognition, uh, the veteran's family will request this ceremony. Then the, the clinic and the palliative care team specifically will present the commemorative coin, a flag, and a letter from the clinic recognizes the service member's role in the, the nation's defense. They'll receive the gratitude and respect and final salute from the members. And oftentimes, the team is accompanied by a musician who will play music. And the highlight can oftentimes be the branch member's song, the Army's song, the Air Force's song, the, you know, the Navy song. Even when patients are not cognitively aware, many times you'll see kind of this recognition, just the musicology, and see a smile appear thing to offer and to honor these patients in that way. I can only picture what it looks like. I bet it's pretty emotional and what a special thing for the family to participate and even staff to participate in. Well, as often as the palliative care team sees this, I'm always amazed at their dedication. It's just amazing that they can continue to do this on a day-to-day -day basis. And you're probably familiar with uh, some of those beneficiaries as well with the Caring Canines uh, program. Yeah, Caring Canines is supported through volunteer services and people bring their own personal pets here to spread joy to patients and families. Caring Canines can visit throughout the entire hospital as long as the patient isn't on isolation and doesn't have specific restrictions. When families are here and they're in the middle of trauma or in the middle of crisis, or maybe there was news of a new diagnosis, or maybe a sibling is here visiting a sibling that might be intubated and sedated, bringing an animal to that environment allows everyone to forget for a split second the reason why everybody's here and these four-legged animals come in and just brighten up the room. I'm really thankful that people volunteer their time. Not all dogs are a fit for the program. And personally, I was a little nervous about our dog because our dog likes to be around other dogs. And I took a, a course to see if he would potentially be a fit to be here. We had the opportunity, you know, to have IV poles go by us, wheelchairs go by us, walkers go by us, have meal trays. Does the dog react and respond okay in those situations? After I took the class, I went through a certification process for him to become a therapy dog. I started bringing Murphy here on a monthly basis, and I look forward to that time and just cherish each and every moment we're stopped along the way, either by maybe staff leaving their shift and needing a little bit of joy or patients and families that we meet just on the, the lobby level of the hospital. What are some things that you experience when you're volunteering with patients and families? We're in the, usually the palliative care section patients. Uh, this is kind of the end of days. And so sometimes they're quiet. Sometimes they want to share their experiences. The care team is there to kind of recognize them. And if they're lucky enough to have family members around, oftentimes if they're talkative, they can share experiences that many times their family members had no idea what they did, large or small, whether they were deployed or some sort of 
connected uh, support role. They're all important roles in our nation's defense. And if you're a veteran and you're talking to maybe another veteran, I think they talk a little bit more because there are some shared experiences to overseas uh, deployment or loneliness or separation from family. The family members, I think, like to hear those stories and the veterans like to tell them. What an incredible memory for the family to hear that story. You did talk a little bit about Murphy's training, but uh, do you have any special training that goes along with this in the volunteer role? I mean, on top of your regular job. To be in this role, you have to be able to have meaningful conversations with families. None of it is scripted. I think another skill is being a listener in these situations and not that you have to be trained in any way to listen, but being present and listening, I think is key. Just always remembering to have fun in these situations and, and how being a light and being a joy maker for that split second is so important. And even though I volunteer in the same environment that I work, it's easy for me to take off that hat because I have a different focus and a different purpose when I am giving back in that way of volunteering. Is there one specific situation that really just stands out to you of a time where you were just so excited about what was just being offered to this family? There was one Vietnam vet who was not very responsive. The musicologist played the branch song for the army and his eyes lit up and he raised his arm and the salute to no one but wow. it was just kind of a moment you won't forget yeah very heartwarming very heartwarming and sorry no i it was, it was probably and and uh you know just having the the folks in there see that it was it was pretty cool Right. You probably have a similar story. The story that really stands out to me was I was actually the child life specialist at the time in the room with the patient. And I had asked the volunteer to come in with the therapy dog. Her mom was struggling telling this teen patient her oncology diagnosis being terminal. I had shared with the volunteer ahead of time the situation and told the volunteer just be a listener in this situation. Don't feel that you have to say anything. I, I think the dog's going to speak for all. And yeah, I got a lump in my throat sharing this story too, because the dog was a fairly big dog and ended up climbing right in bed, right next to the patient. And I still see the patient just petting the dog. The mom had said, do you know what the outcome is going to be with your cancer? And she said, mom, you don't need to say anything right now. She says, I know. And she goes, I just need to be in this moment and pet this dog. And it was complete silence in the room for a handful of minutes. And after she was ready, the patient said, mom, I know I'm going to die from this. And uh, again, all three of us that are in the room just had tears in our eyes, but what an effective tool of the dog to be able to help this patient cope and come up with the courage to be able to say those words 
it was a pretty powerful moment. And I am so thankful that we had a volunteer with the dog that was able to help that patient in that situation. That's an amazing story. I think it's an important part of the care that we give at the Mayo Clinic. When you think of the needs of the patient come first, it's an honor and a privilege not only to work at an organization that really holds true to that value, but then to be able to turn around and give in this way of volunteering here. I can't imagine going anywhere else with Murphy. <laughs> right. Um, and I'm glad I'm here. And I'm sure even in your program, Fred, I'm glad you are able to come back here and be able to share and highlight these incredible people. As you said, Jen, oh, it's an honor and a privilege, really. I can't say enough about the support. After listening to you, Fred, too, talk about the support that you get from palliative care, I feel that Mayo does an incredible job supporting volunteers. People feel a sense of a fulfillment when they volunteer. They know that they're making a difference in the lives of others, and others volunteer for the sense of gratitude, for the opportunity to give back. No One Dies Alone program seems to provide veteran-centric care and support support uh, for those who have served our nation. It's an honor to recognize this uh, service and sacrifice and ensure that they receive the best uh, care possible in their final days. And, and again, I think that we get the, the training to handle veteran-specific uh, physical and emotional needs when they come to this point in their lives. And I'd just like to echo your sentiments that volunteering can be a very enriching experience. Yeah. That it can help you grow as a person, and you make a positive impact in the world around you. There's an urgent need, as in your area, urgent need for employees who are veterans to consider serving in this particular service area. We've each been blessed to be a blessing to others mm -hmm. and finding a way to be able to use those giftings that you've been given. I would strongly suggest anybody who's considering to think of what giftings they have and how they can give up. When you think of all the good that comes out of what your program has done for so many, well, if others could share in that way too. It's the culture in Mayo Clinic, right? It is, that's why we're here. Thank you both for sharing your experience giving back to others and volunteering in this way. Both are impactful for our patients and their families. We appreciate you. Sharing experiences like these increases our understanding of one another and ultimately contributes to finding connections, belonging, and inclusion at work. For more stories, subscribe to Mayo Clinic Employee Experiences on our popular podcast apps.